to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. Today, we're going to be doing the quarter of the season NBA awards. You know, I got Steven Sosa on following up from our podcast from last week. I'm really excited about uh, this because uh, we're going to be going over. Um, we're gonna, like Steven is like way more qualified to do this because he follows the NBA way more than me. But I, I you know, what? I've been playing 2K since it came out, I believe, in like 2001 or 2002. And hey, man. I You're feel like I know just as well. In. Yeah, exactly. Like I like yeah. I remember. You know, it's funny. Just a quick tangent before we go into it. Like it's always funny to see who 2K thinks the next big thing is going to be. So like for 2K20, the players mm-hmm. that are amazing, like they they are the ones that always get the MVPs, uh, defensive player of the years, were, were Luca and Giannis. So like essentially, yeah. it's like 2020 to 2030 it's always them back and forth winning stuff their uh-huh. teams winning the championships um so i think this is an appropriate an appropriate segue into what we're going to be talking about today which is all of the different awards um but i think we start off by talking about uh let's go into rookie of the year let's start off uh soft let's give people the milk before we get into the meat uh who uh-huh. who do you have there's so many people to choose from you have lamello halliburton um weissman I can only name three, so that's not a good. Uh, okay, not a good sign. I got. I no, but those are three of the big ones. Uh, Pritchard to me is I. I don't. I his numbers aren't that crazy, but honestly, I saw this is early in the season now. But I saw one game of his against Miami earlier this season, and you know it's Miami. They're a pretty good team. And um, and Pritchard like had a really good game and had a put back like game winner in that game. And he's a rookie. Like I was like, yeah, and he was all over the place. Getting- so is this your dark horse, Stephen, or is this who you're choosing as rookie of the year if the season were to end today? Well, it was who who I would pick. You know, gotcha. If the season were to end today. So, to build around, like moving forward, essentially. Well, well, uh, I I'm not sure about that. I'm just saying that the guy's got a lot of potential, and he's a rookie, you know. Yeah, I think part of it. He's 23 years old, so he's a little bit more mature, older than everyone. His minutes per game, and I have all these stats up in front of me, so it's kind yeah, of no, unfair no, to no, Steven. No. Um, it's fine. but his shooting is really good. He's shooting 42 percent, and then 48 from the field, 42 from three. And his free throws are yeah. amazing. He's probably not taking that many free throws with how many minutes he's playing. But I was just impressed watching him that he had a good sense of what to do during the game. Smart. And he's a rookie, you know. So he was making good decisions. That's and and I was really impressed. And then he made the game winner, and it was off of a rebound. And I saw one play where he like pump fake. Uh, he was being guarded by uh, 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 Adebayo, and uh, he he like pump fake and was spun and like made a layup and like stuff like that. I was like, hey, I like this dude. So and he's pretty. Um, he's injured, right? Is he is he like fighting right now? Injuries? He's injured. Yeah. yeah. He's got like a um, some kind of MCL sprain or something right now. He's kind of like the perfect 
person for the Celtics, though, like being with Jalen Brown and uh, and with Tatum. He can play. He'll just play point guard and just makes as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, make smart decisions. That's a really great pick for the Celtics. Right. And like I said, he's like I said, I mean, to uh, to to what you just said, like he I think he's he's got a good sense of what to do on the court, you know, so he makes good decisions. Yeah, I mean, as far as who to build around and who has like the highest ceiling, I, I don't even Tatum. think he has the highest seating ceiling. I think he is probably going to be one of the I think he can play as like third or fourth, probably honestly fourth or fifth best player on a championship team. Yeah. But um, if I were going to say who's going to win rookie of the year, I, recency bias, being honest, but LaMelo's just going to have better numbers than everybody by the end of the year. Um, his shooting's not I, that I, great, but I, like I, his points, assists, rebounds compared to everybody else, he's going to be, that's why he's going to win it. But I don't think he's going to be the best player of this draft class. Yeah. LaMelo, I think, has. Uh, obviously a lot of potential. The guy's got a game, but uh, I just thought it was too easy to pick, to just pick LaMelo. Uh, so I was like, let me, let me look at all the rookies and like, you know, look at the, the draft class and try to pick somebody, uh, you know, Different. not just like, yeah, I was trying not to just go, oh, LaMelo, you know, like actually think about all the people. So, uh, no, and that's, that's you know, totally, that you can make, you can, you can make whatever decisions you want, Stephen, but come, come year's end, we're going to see LaMelo ball holding the rookie of the year trophy. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he got a triple double and he's 19, 19. So, but I think this is a, but here's what's scary though. I think he's for him. I think he's already at his peak. <laughs> like I, I honestly like so. maybe the some guy... more point, like he'll get more minutes and his overall stats will increase, but his, you're yeah. going to see his stats per minute. This is the best they're ever going to be like. So you the... think, yeah, you think he, so if I got you, if I'm hearing you right here, you think that he has uh, basically all he needs is more playing time and that that will he'll put up better numbers i don't well i mean just because he's playing more so i see him getting right. to like an 18 18 9 and 10 like around there he's going to be around like a triple double for his career if he gets 11 extra minutes to play i i agree i i think he's going to be a heck of a player so but like his three-point shooting is a little suspect at times. It's a, it's hot or cold, which that's fine. He's a rookie. He can have time to like figure that out. But remember, it's it's hard to ignore DNA. Remember, we were, people were saying the exact same thing um, about – oh, why am I forgetting his name? I was going to call him LeVar. Um, Lonzo, saying the same things about Lonzo. Just like, you know, just give him time. He'll figure out a shot. Granted, Lonzo just had an amazing game the other night, but – Show me some consistency. I really think what we're seeing with LaMelo, we'll see the rest of his career, but it's going to be that 18 points, maybe eight to nine rebounds, and around like eight to 10 assists per game. Lonzo (laughs) is actually, Lonzo Ball is one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA because of his passing ability. But 
he uh like I love to watch a great passer, but he I think uh his shot will improve and it already has improved, but I don't think he's ever gonna become like a great shooter. No. And and honestly, like I don't think it's gonna matter that much. So Yeah. And really, like, without – he turns the ball over – like, Lamelo's turning the ball over a lot. He's getting some steals, like, doing pretty decent there. But, um, yeah, he's turning the ball over two and a half times a game. But he's getting 6.1 assists, so you kind of have to take it. But if I were going to put my money on who's going to be, like, the best out of this draft class, just simply based on two numbers that really stick out to me, it's probably Weissman. He's shooting – uh, around 50%, but more importantly, granted, it's a small sample size. He's shooting 40% from three. And so yeah. if, if he can just keep that up and get a little bit smarter making right decisions, because he has quite a few turnovers for someone who doesn't handle the ball that much, he's going to be, he can be really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's not surprising that a rookie averages a bunch of turnovers, you know? like to me because they're still trying to figure things out in the league you know so and it's a little faster it's a little different so i i kind of expect even a good rookie to have a little bit more turnovers but i expect uh wiseman like regardless of who's gonna be the best rookie in the class i think uh, out of this draft class like there are some good rookies. There's this a year. lot of good rookies. Pritchard, Precious. Pritchard. Yep, Pritchard. Yep. I thought it was so funny that that guy's name is Precious. Yeah, it confuses me every reason. time. Yeah, it it just made me laugh, and I was just like, Precious, really? But um, uh, no, I I haven't seen that guy play, but Lamelo's good. Um uh you know Wiseman um, precious um Wiseman Xavier Tillman's doing okay he's not amazing like but like still like I'm impressed with how well they're doing considering like Halliburton's doing pretty well uh yeah I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of stuff about Halliburton my buddy really likes Halliburton so yeah I mean granted it, it also depends on the situation that you're in I think what's most impressive about what Lamelo is doing and then similar for Weissman is like they're not the main people on the team you get you have Lamelo coming off the bench Weissman coming off the bench now and they're still getting pretty decent numbers uh, but like the main so for Charlotte you're looking at Gordon Hayward as probably their their number one and then technically I think it's supposed to be like Miles and then um uh, Rosier are like their big three uh, for that team, mm-hmm. and, but and, and then similar with Wiseman, like and then somebody like Halliburton when you're playing with the Aaron Fox, Bagley is Bagley still on the Kings? Um, yeah, and uh, oh, and Buddy Heald, like you're mm-hmm. gonna get more opportunity because nobody is a superstar yet. There, not to say that Charlotte has superstars, but Hayward made all Fox, NBA teams. Darren Fox is. Not an all NBA player yet, but Darren Fox is, I think, unquestionably the Kings' best player. Yes, so. I agree. And then let's, uh, any other things that you want to say about rookies before we hop into six man of the year? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. 
so I think this is going to be like the shortest part, uh, shortest conversation that we have, unless you have some sort of surprise for me. But sixth man of the year, who you got? Well, oh, you're talking about this part of, okay. Of the podcast. Um, right. Okay. So uh, sixth man, I was thinking Montres Harrell, and I think you agree with me. I have a I have a surprise pick after doing a little bit of research because I did not realize this person was the sixth man, Jordan Clarkson. Oh, uh, I I heard something um, about that. Like some somebody, it was Chris. Uh, oh, he said Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Um, he's playing he was, really well with the Jazz, and the Jazz, not to get too much into like surprises of the year, have been spectacular. Right. Uh, to me, that's not super surprising because of who I picked for defensive player of the year. But um, he, he, uh, um, uh, Clarkson, I just always kind of felt was a, not like a, a skilled guy that is kind of a shot chucker and not that smart. So, so that's surprising to me, you know? Well, the, what I like about Clarkson is he doesn't, uh, he's not on a team where like a lot of attention's being attracted away from him. Like granted, I know he he's anchors the second unit Harold does, but he's he has Anthony Davis line. and LeBron James. You have Donovan Mitchell and Bogdanovich. Right. Those, no, those aren't those. Those names don't uh, attract the same Donovan, amount of attention hey, Donovan, defensively. Don't knock Donovan I'm not, Mitchell. I've covered Donovan Mitchell to LeBron James. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, him. I'm sorry. I I I just uh, um, I I was just saying like I'm Donovan not shacking Mitchell. Him. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying uh, Donovan. I I guess I misunderstood you just now, but like. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, that guy's got game, and ever like he got robbed when he was a rookie. He should have been rookie of the he year. Should have. Yeah. So, um, no, all I'm but, saying is that the reason I would right now give it to Jordan Clark's Clarkson over Harrell is because when you're comparing Bogdanovich, uh, a duo of Bogdanovich and Mitchell against a duo of Davis, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. It, I imagine it's a little bit easier for Harrell right now. And honestly, Clarkson's stats comparatively are a little bit better too. He's getting a few more points per game. His shooting percentage, obviously Harrell's inside a lot more, but his shooting percentage compared to Harrell is uh, 46 versus 62. And then Harrell doesn't shoot threes and Clarkson's making 38% of his. So that's, that's kind of where it's kind of where that's, I, that, I'm at right now. That's pretty. Hey, that's pretty darn good. To uh, you know, to your point, that's pretty darn good. Any other like? Are there any other like six man of the year people that you can think of? Um, let me think. I'm sure there are uh, other people. It's just I know it's going to come down to big markets. People care about big markets, so Harold's going to get eyes. That's helpful to why he won last year. And then Clarkson has just been killing it on a team that's doing really well. Well, I also think Harold stays in his lane. Harold does what he does well. Like he he only does what he's good at. You don't see Harold like you said taking shooting dumb shots. He 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 shoots a high percentage. 
He plays good defense, I think. He's a good rebounder and, you know, uh, plays hard. He's a, a great hustle guy. So, um, and, and uh, like, honestly, I am a little biased because I have been riding for with uh, Montrez Harrell since he was in college. And I, when I saw him play at Louisville, I was like, that guy's going to be good in the NBA. And he has not disappointed. And so, admittedly, I have a little bit of a bias, but he's my sixth man. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to go with Clarkson, and we can kind of talk about one of Clarkson's teammates right now as we go into Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, probably going to be Rudy Gobert. It, like just looking at the stats where we're we're at right now, offensively he's not uh, yeah, playing well, but he's still the same defensively. Yeah, and and well, but he is playing well. The other day, they he had just like a few days ago, he had twenty nine points and twenty rebounds in a game. Like, holy crap! So, so you're going with Rudy then? Yeah, I'm going with Rudy for Defensive Player of the Year. There are other people that could win it, but uh, if you want me to talk about some other people, but I well, uh, I don't know if there's going to be much debate here. His he's the most blocks he's ever had. He's averaging right now most total rebounds he's ever had. He's averaging right now most defensive rebounds, which is probably m- most important. Is what he's at right now. Like he's uh, his points are down a little bit compared to the last two seasons, but that doesn't matter because we're talking Defensive Player of the Year. Right, Shaquille O'Neal tried to knock him because he's got a huge contract for like over $200 million. And, and he's, he said something about he's only averaging 11 points a game. And, and I remember uh, the, the headline I read said Kenny and Charles, like we're having none of it. And we're basically like, look, dude, he's a, he's a great, defensive player like you know and and I agree with him like he 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 I I've said this before uh Gobert deserves every penny of that contract I think uh because he's one of the best defensive players I think that has ever played the game already so and the other person that I was comparing him against was Ben Simmons because I feel like he's finally not finally you're, you're constantly evolving right hopefully as a human being he's just getting better and yeah. better at figuring out like what he's really good at yeah. um, and he his defensive field goal percentage is at 41 percent go bears is at 40 so go bears got the edge there Th- i like uh, three I like pointers Sim- yeah go ahead i like your simmons uh mention for for defensive player of the year simmons is actually really good defensively the guy can defend all five positions i think yeah, which does that's probably one positive for him. His overall stats comparatively also like they don't he's no he's four rebounds less than Gobert is. He's uh mm-hmm. he's like a block less than Gobert. Their steals are relatively the same, I think. No, he's got he's got yeah. the edge on steals. Um okay. but I don't know like Gobert, it's they're both just doing what they have to do for their teams. Like Ben Simmons isn't going to be a scorer. We all know that he that's he or, does. He, maybe he will be eventually, but they're just doing well, what they need to do for I, their I don't teams. Think, 
I agree. I don't think he'll ever be uh, a scorer. He's a passer first. But um, uh, one thing we know he'll never be is a great jump shooter. I don't think he's ever going to develop that jumper. Because he seems like not to care about it, which is fine. Because once again, we're talking about defensive player of the year. But no, not to change the subject. I'm just pointing out. And then just throwing in for fun, because I really do think it's going to come down to, and I'm sure people are listening to this, be like, you're missing so many other people. I'm like, I don't really think we are, but I'm just going to throw one in there for a fun little wrinkle. We're talking about the best ones, not everyone. Like, oh, Draymond is good at defense, but he's nowhere near as good as he used to be. Yeah, (laughs) And the stats show that. He's dropped off defensively. He's a great player, but he's dropped off defensively. But look, um, the reason one reason I want to mention Anthony Davis is because I feel like he is one of those people similar to what you said about Ben Simmons, that he can kind of play with point guards like, yes, he's slower, but the length that he has to go against someone, if they ha- get that first step on him, it's almost like a push. So though they get the first step, my arms are still a billion times longer than yours are. Um, he's not going like to win he, it, but he he's yeah. he would be another one of those uh, consideration ones because his right. field goal percentage he, numbers are pretty good. He he's got a lot of length. I think he's at least good enough as a big to be able to to switch defensively pretty well. So so you know um, uh, you know to switch on defense. I think he does pretty well for a big guy uh, doing that. Uh, he's a good rim protector. He's a great rebounder. So well, I agree. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to, I think I just have to go with Gobert, even though I want to go with Simmons. Cause it's been so long since like, I guess Draymond, but it just doesn't seem like little guys win that anymore generally it's going to big men i mean probably because gobert's well, won it so well, many times the last few years and then giannis Giannis, and then uh and then uh Giannis is seven feet though i don't consider him a like he he's not he's not a, a little, little no he's a big yeah. man he's, well no that and that's not, what i'm saying it just seems like the last like in air quotes little guy would have been draymond right well uh uh, Kawhi Leonard also won. Oh, it, that's like, a good point. Yep, that's right. So, and Kawhi Leonard, when he wants to, can really put the clamps on defensively. Still, so um, Kawhi was 2016, and then 2017 was Draymond. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I think they're kind of like tweeners, like they're in between a bigger guy and a smaller guy. But, you know, they're the closest thing, I think, to little guys went, you know, went in defensive player of the year. But not to not to get I don't want this to take us off uh, onto a tangent or whatever. But what has always been most impressive to me about Michael Jordan's resume compared against LeBron was winning that defensive player of the year, like uh, back in 88. That's like a big different not to say LeBron's bad at defense. He's good at defense. But yeah. uh, to be recognized as the best in the league during a time as when the league parameter. had so much talent is a pretty impressive feat for a, a yeah. someone that's under the height, under six foot seven. Yeah, he um, uh, Jordan was. 
I mean, Jordan's Jordan. He was so uh, talented. It's ridiculous. But um, he, what I think is impressive about the year Jordan won defensive player of the year is that he got defensive player of the year. He got the scoring title and he got league MVP on the same year. Like that's crazy. He was a bad man, as Stephen A. says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he was so I like not to once again, not to go too off on a tangent, but like Michael Jordan is my earliest memory of like watching basketball. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the 98 finals. I'm more confident it was the night. So I would have been eight years old. Uh Jazz, yeah. Jazz Bulls 97. Cause I don't, I definitely don't remember Sonics Bulls, and I don't remember any basketball before that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have there's a special place in my in my heart for Jordan just because he's the one that got remember, me excited about it. I remember in '98 watching a little bit of the the '98 Finals and and watching Dennis Rodman and uh, and uh, the mailman go at it uh, and and that was like a wrestling match. Like well, that was. Do you remember the wrestling match they had? <laughs> Like the legitimate uh, one? Well, no, I don't. But I know both of them have done wrestling. But uh, I I was talking about, like, watching a couple games where, like, Rodman, Rodman made everything like a wrestling match. But uh, when he played, you know, he was really physical. But he – I just remember watching – uh one like uh they they showed a replay of the two of them and Rodman and uh and Carl Malone going at it and like one guy one guy would like push the other guy on the floor then he would get up and the other guy would push him like it was crazy yeah, I mean, they ended up uh, it was uh, for the WCW they fought in July uh, nineteen ninety eight. It was a tag team match with Diamond Dallas Page and Hulk Hogan. And then you got Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone in there too. Just uh, some, this is right after. So this is a month, <laughs> like six weeks after the, after the Bulls and uh, Michael Jordan defeated the Jazz for the last time in the NBA yeah. Finals. So they, uh, they, got, they got some out of that. Sorry, j- sorry, everybody going on a nice little walk down memory lane with us. I hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah. But I, I wanna, would like to do that sometimes. But. Me too. Like, it's it's fun. But uh, speaking of Malone and Rodman, two of the – I mean, Rodman was pretty short, but uh, two pretty important big men, both Hall of Famers, uh, want to talk about yeah. some of the surprises this year. And I want to give Steven some, a moment to talk about the uh, big men. Okay. So I told Alex before we, we started this that I want to – uh, just point out because I've heard from different people, uh, you know, the that just uh, that over in recent years, how people complaining how you uh, like the the big guy is dying or whatever, you know, and the, those kind of comments, the big man is becoming obsolete or whatever, and. I just want to point out Jokic and Embiid are kicking ass and they are uh, two MVP candidates for, for league MVP and they're big guys. Um, I just think 
that the 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 big guy in today's NBA, the the big man has not died in the NBA. It is not dying. It is not dead. It is very. They are very much alive. And being a big, tall person will always be an advantage in basketball. Always. And I just want to point out those two guys are big guys, and they are. And seriously in the discussion for league MVP. So I, take that to be, <laughs> to, <laughs> who you th- well, I didn't do anything, Steven. Just kidding. I know no, that you're talking, you, I know you're talking about other you. people. I know you're talking about other people. Um, but yeah. if I were going to play devil's advocate, I think a lot of times people are just talking like the traditional big man that we saw uh, in the early two thousands, late two thousands. And then like in the nineties, it's just the big it's like basketball does all the time though like basketball evolves like both no NBA. i was that that was the point i was making it's just that the the position like big guys have evolved they had they're not there there's still there's still plenty of dominant big guys but the big guys now like can handle the ball they're more skilled they can they have three point range like the most different. important like because you mentioning those two guys specifically, Embiid um, is shooting forty percent, <laughs> shooting forty percent from the three. <laughs> so yeah, th- that's obviously a very important thing. And then Jokic too, um, or I should say Jokic. I think it's a Y, but with the J. Yeah, he shoots, he's shooting thirty-five percent from three. What thirty-five percent? Yeah, and so that's just. You have to be able to make those. Granted, I don't think they're shooting high volume from three. Um, MB, no, sometimes, they're not. But uh, I, it's so scary though, because that's kind of it sucks for people like me who play small basketball. Like, great, now every tall person is going to have this advantage over me as well. Like, the one thing I always had was speed and shooting, but now mm-hmm. that is going the way of the of the big man as well. Because I'm thinking someone like. Ah, Giannis isn't a good example of that uh, because for speed, Giannis is a good example for shooting threes and beat is a good example. Like, Oh great. Seven foot monsters that can, that can do everything yeah, that a guard can yeah. do. It's going to be, it's what not it does though, it makes basketball really fun to watch. Yeah. It's, it's not fair for everyone else, but it, it is definitely fun. And I think shows the evolution of the game. Like you were saying, like they have evolved they haven't they're not disappearing they're not falling off they have the big guys have just evolved why do you think it's taking so many other big people big people (laughs) big big men uh big men to like get into shooting more like i'm kind of surprised how many rookies and talented individuals i know why it's laziness but are coming into the nba without that skill like you better be really, really good at rebounding and blocking, like thinking about somebody like Gobert. You maybe. better be DeAndre Jordan. Yes. Yeah. You better be no one scoring on you when you're in the game. Because if if you are just I'm thinking more like someone like a Harold type, even though Harold's like six eight, he's not a big man to me. Like you better right. be able to be putting up some shots from distance if you want to be one of the greatest of all time. You can be a great player still without having a three-point shot and being seven feet tall, but you cannot be one of the greatest of all time anymore. Like I know Shaq says this a lot. He's like, I would dominate right now. I'm just like, I really don't think you would. With how the rules are now, rules that were created because of how good you were, I don't yeah. think you would be as good as you think you would be. Because I, Anthony Davis could I, defend him. 
Like, like I think Jokic could defend him. Like everyone is longer now, so I think they'd be I able to de- defend him a little bit better. I think that Shaq is is how do I put it? He is an outlier. He is that guy that like you, you he'd be good in any he'd be great in any era. I think he'd be great right yeah. now. Uh in his prime, you put Jack in his prime, he'd still put up crazy numbers and possibly be the best big man in the league. Uh yes, he would have to adjust his game a little bit, but like you still couldn't stop him from scoring in the post, I think. Oh, I agree. But defensively, all you're going to do, all these big men that can shoot, you're just going to pull him out and try to play defense on the perimeter. Exactly. Make him, make him try to make him try to defend you, uh, but break him down off the dribble, you know? You want to know what, Steven? I think what it would have done for Shaq if he played now instead of when he did play, I bet you it would have made him in way better condition. So, because like, if you think about like magic, uh, magic Shaq, he was skinny. He was skinny. He was, he was fast. Like watching the fast break with like him and Penny Hardaway from like those, uh, from those early years on the Magic. Like he oh, would have just dumb. stayed in that shape. So he still would have been dominant down low, but he would have been faster. He would have been a little bit more lean, but strong. No matter what, Shaq would have never become like a shooter. He's always he always would have been that power big in the in the mold of like a Wilt Chamberlain type player, you know? Yeah, because if there's one thing we know about Shaq, it wasn't like he tried very hard. No, he Shaq Shaq admitted that in a in a in an interview I saw with him and Kobe Bryant, uh he admitted that in the off season he was chilling eating burgers and swimming in the pool. And he said that when Kobe said, Kobe said, again, going down memory lane a little bit, but Kobe, Kobe Bryant said, that's what pissed him off. Uh, basically, he was like, you know, uh, knowing that he's in the gym 10 hours a day uh, in the off season, and Shaq was like eating burgers and chilling in the pool. Yeah, But it- Shaq, Shaq's, Shaq's like, Defense was basically. I was getting hack a shack. He said he was getting hack a shack. He's getting played really physically, and he was just basically trying to relax and let his body recover. So yeah. And speaking of people who look like they were eating burgers over uh, the off season, granted it was a shorter off season. The most disappointing person for me might be Luka Doncic. Um, I don't know as far as like surprises of this year go. Him, Giannis. I don't know what it is, but whenever I watch them, they they're getting like good stats. Like it's I don't, looking at the right. stats, things don't look terrible for them, but they look right. like they've regressed. They don't look better than they were last year. That you could be the short off season, is? but you know what I think it is is neither one of them has a great jump shot. So sometimes I think like. You can't always go to them uh, in certain situations. Like um, Matt Barnes was talking about this on 
on uh, what channel was it? it was Sports Center or something? And uh, it was it was the show with Rachel Nichols. Yeah, the, the jump, jump. I think the jump. And, yeah. Right, and and uh, and he, uh, Matt Barnes basically made the the point that um, like like I think that Doncic is the next big thing in the NBA, but Matt Barnes uh, said about about uh, um, uh, Giannis that. Uh, his only bone to pick about Giannis being picked MVP, you know, two years in a row was that um, uh, if you can't go to him. Uh, in the in, last six in, minutes, in a, last five minutes. Right. He, he's saying like to, to him, for a person to be MVP, you got to be able to go to him. Like you could go to Jordan. You could go to Kobe. You can go to LeBron. And Giannis can't shoot worth a darn you know and so you just clog up the lane right all teams have to do is pack the paint and like in the playoffs in a seven game series you can beat Giannis's team because Giannis can't shoot you know dude and what's interesting about you mentioning that Steven is something that I've wanted to bring up as a surprise this year with COVID-19 and what they're doing as far as scheduling games go and having these back-to-backs with people in your own conference. We're seeing that with the Bucks. The Bucks aren't doing that well. Once, essentially, you play Giannis that one game and then you have to play him the next night or or two nights later. And I, I would have to look at the stats to, to back this up, but it seems like they're losing it almost all of the those games. Like it's one, they split the series or they lose both well, because of them. Team, I think it's because teams getting to play uh teams so so close to get games so so close together you know um uh you know what i mean like they well, yeah, have it's, it's common across it's common across for a lot of people but just like to echo your point essentially is what i'm saying like in a seven game series that's why the bucks keep losing to people and in these two game series that are kind of getting people ready for the playoffs. We're seeing similar, similar things. And I don't think that's bodes well for what you're looking for in the future. And I also think that's why a lot of people aren't going to choose Giannis this year for, for MVP, because one, he's not doing as well because the schedule is not in his favor this year. No. And, and I, I basically was just trying to say, you have a point about the weird schedule. uh, Impacting. season. Yeah, impact in that. So yeah. it's very, it's very weird the, how the season's going, and and but it's, it's it's fun though. Like I'm not gonna say it's been it's been a while since I've I, even with the Nets getting Harden and people thinking like, well, that's unfair. I'm like, is it? Like their defense sucks, but yeah, they can put on a shooting show. And then you have Dude, teams like it's the, unfair. Is it's it? It's unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair for like the Cleveland Cavaliers who beat them, mind you. But like, it's unfair for like those types of teams, for like the Pistons, for for teams who hey the Nets get excited and think they're going to win, but then like, oh crap, the Nets just scored fifty points in the fourth quarter and came back. <laughs> yeah, the Nets. The Nets have a lot of firepower offensively. They have a lot of people that can like put the ball in the basket and and uh 
and like uh, KD looks almost like almost exactly like he did before. It's scary. And then uh, and then like Harden uh, in today's NBA is one of the best offensive weapons there is. He's almost unstoppable. The guy averages like freaking. I don't know what the exact number is, but double digit free throws a game, you know? So. Oh, is he still getting those, the free throws? Yeah. I haven't been paying close enough attention. Um, that guy get that guy gets to the line, man. Uh, sorry, I was just picking, going to see if I could find And it's because you can't touch him. You breathe on the guy, they call a foul on you, but. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like it does look that since he has got onto the how long has he been playing with them for? His free throws have gone way down comparatively what, since what he's got it? onto the nets. So the last major awesome one was his first game with the nets. He went 13 for 15 and then six attempts, six attempts, four attempts, nine attempts, five attempts, eight attempts, four attempts. Okay, so he's not as few, crazy as in fewer. the recent but re- but that's recent just and that makes sense cuz he's having to share the ball with uh, Kyrie and Durant a little bit more although it seems like they're staggering them pretty regularly where it'll be I think yeah. last night it was Kyrie and Harden and then Durant set out sat yeah, out Yeah so. Durant Durant will will Durant has been sitting out some games like one of the games they lost to Cleveland um uh, uh Kyrie put up a triple double and uh Put up crazy numbers, but KD didn't play. But that Cleveland team, though, that's a fun team. That's such a weird team. What I like about that Cleveland team is they're not they're they're not following the trend in the NBA. They're going. They are just going big, and and they're like, we're just going to see what happens. Yeah, we're gonna put a bunch of big freaking dudes out there. Uh, Love McGee, uh, Drummond. Uh, Wait, are you naming the list of players I'd never want on my team? Is that what is that the game we're playing right now? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, just because uh, I'd want Sexton saying, and I'd want Garland, but the first guys that you were naming off, I would never want them on my team. <laughs> I would, I would. I I would uh um I I've always been a big fan of Kevin Love but um they the, my point what I'm trying to say is no, I they are they are like unapologetically like going we're going big you know and let's see what happens I mean I think right. they'll make the playoffs I think they're in the playoffs right now they're one game under 500 in the east but Man, it's it's obviously not going to be sustainable. Oh, and Love hasn't played the last three games. Is he injured again? Whoa, he hasn't played for a while. What? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. The last ten games, he has not played. What the heck? Unless uh, Google is 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 messing with me right now. That seems to probably be- not. But okay. Yeah, his last game was uh, December 27th. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with sweet, sweet Kev Kev? Kev, what's wrong? It says his status is active. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. 
I'm very confused. And I'm sure this is great podcasting for people loving. They love listening to this. That's crazy, uh, man. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, but I'm I, trying not to be boring, but <laughs> I don't, I didn't think you were boring. I thought people were good. I, I meant like people would be bored listening to me trying to find out what happened to Kevin Love. <laughs> right. Right. Well, um, uh, either way, I've been a really big fan of his since since he came into the league. Um, his passing, man, I've always enjoyed. Uh, no, he's a great passer, and he's one of the best rebounders ever played the game. So yeah, he just really had. Uh, he's one of those people who I'd love to see. I mean, granted, the Timberwolves sucked when he was on their team, but I would love to see what his career would have looked like never having played with LeBron. I mean, he he definitely would not have won a championship, most likely. But. No, he wouldn't have. I tell you right now, he wouldn't have. But he'd have put up. He put. That's not a word. But okay. he, he would say have whatever put, you want. He would have put up bigger numbers, I think. Um, uh, in, in with rebounds and points, I think he'd have put up some pretty crazy numbers. Uh, I think he had to sacrifice some numbers playing with LeBron, but. It, he was able to win a championship, um, uh, and I was happy for him because I'm I'm a big fan of his and have been for a long time. But I I'm kind of obsessed with people that can rebound. So it's a very important skill. Rebounds yeah. are such a good indicator because the, it's specifically like defensive rebounds because those are like every defensive rebound means a possession. So, well, every offensive rebound means the same thing, but in a different way. In a different way. It's like an extended, so, like the way that I view offensive rebounds is like, I guess it isn't essentially another possession, but it's just an extension of that possession. Well, I mean, every every rebound is a possession, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. so the higher those numbers are, the better, especially if you can convert them. All right. Um, any yeah, other- no, you any other You're surprises right about, you've seen this year, Stephen? Um, Before we get an uh, MVP, uh, let's see. Well, Jokic, Embiid, and LeBron. Uh, and LeBron are basically who I think are. That's that's who I think is in the running for MVP. Um, I expected Doncic to have a better season up to this point, um, and he's been a little bit. Like his performance has been a little bit underwhelming, but um, uh, because I I coming into the season thought that Doncic was going to run away with the MVP award after what he did last season, but it has not come he, to pass. Yeah. Um. Uh. And uh. But uh, Chris Paul on the Suns. I expected them to do well. That's not really a surprise, uh, but they didn't. They didn't make the playoffs for years before he showed up, and now uh, they're doing well. Um, and so that's just kind of a pleasant, like surprise thing, thing to it's, see. Yeah, it's fun to watch. The Suns are the Suns are good. Devin Booker's not as good as he was, but the Suns are still performing well. Right. Um, uh, the other day I, uh, the other day I was watching the uh, Phoenix game and I can't remember who they were playing, but, uh, 
Chris Paul got, I think, 14 assists in the first half. And I remember going, if he, you know, he's on pace, if he does the same thing in the second half, he's going to have over 20 assists in the game. Yeah. And and then he ended up with 15 assists for the game after getting 14 in the first half. I was like, dang. Uh, like, that was disappointing because I, I wanted to see a 24-assist game or something from Chris Ball. But uh, – so the Suns, that's been fun to watch. Uh, Cleveland was surprising to me. I didn't expect them to make the moves they made, and they've been really good. The Knicks are a lot better. Than I, yeah, they've, they've been a lot more competitive than I expected them to be. Um, Especially with I, no – they have no, like, superstar – like, they're one uh, – they're tied for the eighth spot right now behind, like, with the Hornets. But they have like no, I couldn't like, I I'm gonna name some players, but I think the only person I can name is Julius Randall, and then R.J. Barrett. <laughs> like, like, yeah, Julius Randall's got game, but um, and and when he was on the Lakers, like he was my favorite Laker player, uh, but um, like I didn't expect the Knicks to do as well as they're doing and they're doing they beat the crap out of a couple really good teams well I mean uh, I, you, I, I do think that like uh, Ryan Russillo has been talking about this a lot I think with how the season is set up this year it's been a weird year like I, I need to look up stats on like what the 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 point differential is like just across the NBA it seems to be way more blowouts than I'm used to. And I don't know if it's no, because they're doing more of these back-to-backs against each other. But uh, so I, the only reason I say that, Steve, is just like I, I'm taking any blowouts with a grain of salt because like the Pistons kind of blew out the Lakers the other night and was like, yeah, just wasn't their night. And although Anthony Davis wasn't playing, to be fair I, to the Lakers. I guess I've got to start looking at it a little differently because like looking at the season differently because – uh, like with obviously with COVID and everything, like things are di- the schedule's different. Things are different, you know, and yeah. so you you it it's kind of weird. It's kind of hard to explain, but like it maybe that's why the Knicks have been able to be more competitive because of the weirdness of of. <laughs> you know, how things are this season. Yeah, because it's, 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 it is like hard to tell just looking at point differential by team, but there are just, because last year the Bucks had like a nine point differential, which is really high. And then this year's leaders, the Jazz with 8.3, but there are. But I, I, yeah, I completely understand not overreacting, you know, to, yeah. Because a, a worse team blew out a really good team. Sometimes it happens. Uh, I was just surprised when I saw it happen more than once, where they just destroyed up teams. like a couple really good teams, uh, Boston, and then uh, who the heck else was it? There was some other team I saw. Yeah, I remember just, the Boston. They beat the Bucks by twenty, uh, December twenty seventh. Maybe that's what it was, the Bucks, and I was like, 
dang, like, to me, those were really impressive. And the Nick, and they beat the Celtics by 30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, So, um, uh, by the way, uh, uh, how how about that, that, uh, uh, did you at least see highlights from, from the Celtics Lakers. Oh, last night. night. Yes. Just real quickly. That was a like, wild I liked, ending. I liked the Celtics uh, decision to push the ball in transition on that, after that steal on the, on the last shot of the game, because it, it made it so that the Lakers couldn't set up their defense, you know, but Caruso. Um, yeah. But uh, jammed up that but, pass, right? But uh, unfortunately, Kemba Walker didn't make that shot. So unfortunately for the Boston, good for your team, but yeah, uh, fun. yeah. But unfortunately for Boston, like Kemba Walker missed that shot. But I thought that was a good decision uh, anyway. You know, make or miss, it was a good decision to push the ball and transition off of that steal. So, yeah, it's the NBA season has been really, really fun. Uh, before we wrap up really quick though, I want to throw out my absurd prediction for the year. Yeah. Cause like we were talking about MVP and I'm going to make my absurd hey, prediction. If you get an absurd prediction, I want one, one. too. You can have one too. Uh, so I believe that LeBron James will win MVP this year, but, the absurd prediction is if the Los Angeles Clippers have the best record in the Western Conference, Kawhi Leonard will be named MVP of the 2020-2021 season. Just throwing that out there. He's had a sneaky good season, a very sneaky good season. And I think people are are fed up with the with like the rest narrative that Kawhi has always uh, talked about with, but he is doing well. He's playing well this year. Hey, He's, he's not, he's, Kawhi may not be like, uh, at least in terms of his talent, he's one of the most talented players in the league. Like, he is. Are not his, he is the, he's third for player efficiency rating behind only two of the ones you mentioned, Jokic and Embiid. And his mm-hmm. defense is still is still up there. And then the person who I think is going to win it, LeBron James is 17th in the league in player efficiency rating. Um, mm-hmm. And he's even behind Anthony Davis, but there's just something about I, Bill Simmons talks about this a lot of time, like just narratives select the MVP and really select a lot of these awards. So I think Kawhi just looking at these stats is legitimately one of, well, I shouldn't say one of definitely in the top five, but he is yeah. playing unreal well. Yeah. Um, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi, pe- people can hate on Kawhi because of the rest and, all, you know, the, the, the narrative about him and the resting and all that stuff, like you were saying. But he, he's got some serious game. Uh, uh, to me, he's the player in today's league that plays the most like Jordan and Kobe did. Kawhi, but, this year, yeah. best shooting percentage he's had since the 2013-2014 season with the Spurs, shooting from yeah. three 
it's the best season he's had since 2015, 2016 with the Spurs. So that's the year I'm pretty sure he got injured playing against. Right. When the, Zaza, Zaza went underneath him. him. Um, that might've been the next season actually. Cause I'm pretty sure they were playing against Durant. I, I don't remember. Um, I think it was 2015, 16. Yeah. When, when, when the year when Kawhi in that one game in the playoffs against Golden State happened to be kicking their behinds and they were down like 25 points and then Kawhi goes up for to shoot a jumper and Zaza oops on purpose slides his foot under and and undercuts him. I thought it was on purpose uh, because Zaza Pachulia has a history of being dirty. And but Ka- Kawhi, his highest free throw percentage ever is this season. He's getting there about five times a game, five and a half times a game. And then his turnovers are the lowest they have been since the 2015, 2016 season. So if you can just like keep doing what he's doing, like just maintain these numbers he's at, doesn't even have to increase them. I just knowing health is obviously a big thing and MB generally gets injured at some point. I really think that Kawhi Leonard, if they have the best record in the Western Conference at the end of the year, will win MVP. Bold prediction. Bold prediction from Alex Skinner. Write it down, mofos. You got? Yeah, do you have a that's, bold that's prediction? That's a solid. Else? That's that's a solid bold prediction. I think because uh, nobody's really talking about him, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, because those were really good. That's a really good case you just made for him. Uh. Uh, my, my bold prediction, since I get one, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, I think the Orlando magic are going to end up making the playoffs. Interesting. Even with the injuries to Fultz and all that stuff. Yep. They're that's, what, a, bold, that's a bold prediction. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. Insane. They're what ninth. I mean, there's a lot of season left, you know. I, I'm just talking about them getting the eighth seed, not, you know. So would that also include, like, the play-in tournament? So if they're if they're spot 10 and then they end up getting into the playoffs because they have the play-in tournament, is does that include that or just mean they're going to be eighth seed at the end of the year by, based no, on record? No, I mean, that, that includes the play-in. That includes play-in tournament. I'm just saying I think – when the dust settles, they're going to end up being a playoff team. Okay. I, uh, that's bold, man. That, that is a bold prediction. I, I, they just, I, seem to I have love nothing going for them right now. <laughs> I love Aaron Gordon. I think he has a ton of talent. Uh, I think when he's making his jumper, he's almost unstoppable offensively. Um, but can I push back on that really quick, Steven? When anyone is making their jumper, they're unstoppable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I I know I I disagree with that because uh, Aaron Gordon is so good at finishing at the basket. Gotcha. Like like if he's making his jumper, now you got to worry about he's him. making his jumper, and then bam, he's he's. You know the lane opens up. So. Gotcha. That makes sense. It's like the the antithesis to Giannis. If Giannis could make his shots, it'd be the same thing. Opening up that lane for him. I like that. Yeah. And by the way, Vucevic it has been a sneaky great player for a while, like for a few years. So 
and then just to end, uh, I just th- these were just two things that I wanted to mention in the podcast that I failed to. I'm going to do the negative one first and then end on the positive note. I think it's the end of Russell Westbrook. And I think the most joyful thing I've seen this year are two players, Gordon Hayward and Kevin Durant. Uh, Gordon Hayward obviously is playing phenomenally, finally seeming to be kind of what the Celtics expected when they signed him uh, three years ago. And then, or four years ago, man, it's time is time, man. And then Durant just being Durant after having an Achilles injury. I remember Kobe getting that Achilles injury. Obviously, it was much later in his career than it was for Durant. But right. Kobe was not the same after that. And Durant is just taking names. And I love seeing both him and Hayward just having kind of coming out parties. Um, definitely Durant is having more of a coming out party. But I'm just happy to see Hayward not suffering anymore. Right, right. Hayward, Hayward. I, I've always liked Hayward um, and kind of rooted for him. Um, and uh, and when I saw Hayward defend Kobe in 2010 in a game, I saw him defend him in a regular season game and uh, in 2010, and he did a really good job. And I, I and the, the Utah Jazz won. And I just remember after that going, I'm a fan of that guy. Uh, but uh, that was his rookie season, I believe. And then, uh, uh, but so that's definitely cool. And then I agree with you. It's been a nice, pleasant surprise uh, that it's been nice to see Kevin Durant basically return back to form. So, yeah. Well, the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you all give it a listen. Don't waste your time commenting. And from the looks of it, nobody ever really spent any time commenting. Do subscribe so that you can always get the new pieces as they come in. That's really all that I have because there's nothing else to say. Keep being better and looking forward to chatting with you next time.